Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hi! Yeah, grooving, man. Hi! Yeah. Grooving. Yeah. Hot stuff. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's uh, two pros and a couple of Joe. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox of the year on FSR. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's the name of that dance that uh, Justin Jefferson does? Yeah. uh, It's the the, the Dougie, whatever whatever it's called. The Gritty. Uh, It's called the Gritty. You see uh, Adam Schefter was doing that before the game last night. That was the good television. Had to get that one in there. I'm just saying. like. Steve Young doing it. Yeah, there was Steve Young that was doing it. I like Steve Young better doing it. Um, You know, like there's uh, all that. I mean, why is it that old people feel the the need to want to do stuff? Do they think it's funny to everyone else? Are they just trying to be hip? I mean, either way, just to me, I'm like, yeah. It's awkward. All right. It's it's awkward, and you're like, I'm only laughing because I feel bad. Yeah. I I think they do it because they don't want to feel old. Like I found myself on doing on the, the field. Well, doing I'll the do the dance. The I'll do dances with with my my guys, and they'll be laughing like, and I'll be like, "Dang, I got old." <laughs> Let me stop dancing. <laughs> like they're laughing at you. Like they're, I mean, it's just it's it comes a time, you know. Now is uh, if somebody on the big noon kickoff crew said, uh, "Hey Brady, we're all going to do the uh, gritty before the uh, before the game today." Um, Everybody. What would be but your, uh, everybody response. but Reggie Bush would be laughed at? Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> okay. And I would say no, I'm not doing that. I mean, everybody but Reggie Bush would be laughed at. Everybody I mean, would. Th- on, everybody Berto. be looked at I mean, as old, but Reggie Bush. Uh, okay, I mean, right. like, that would be where my comedy comes <laughs> in. I just that would be that would be my comedy part of it. it would just I would just stand there. Yeah, everyone else would be dancing. I would just stand there as still as a statue. Yeah, of looking at them. That's what I would do. Crazy Screw how it. iconic Reggie is, man. It, like oh, you yeah. see him around fans, man. That that just, I've been to a fight with him. I did big noon with him. I mean, dude is an iconic figure, man. I gotta be honest, he is. But there was also some times where our we got an MC out there with us, where he hypes him up a little bit. Like some of those kids weren't even alive to watch him, <laughs> and they don't even they didn't even know until like the, the MC starts telling them what the chant, and then yeah. they start getting into it. I seen him at that fight though. What fight were we at? The the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight. It's just crazy. It's it, it's crazy when people talk to you like they they know you. That's when you know you're famous for real. It's like, what's going on, Jonas? You good? It was a good fight. All right, be easy, man. Like you, you get that over and over again. Like oh, I never get you, that. That's I'm just saying. A, I was just doing it as an example, uh, not like as if it really maybe, happened maybe to feel, you. Maybe feel. I just wanted minute, you though. to feel good. I did yeah. want you to feel good. I mean, just think, you're doing radio with Brady Quinn and Lavar Arrington. Yeah. Right? Like at some point, you might actually do well enough in radio where you go to a fight and people are like, "Jonas, what's up, bro?" Like, never hey, heard of him. Probably oh, not. Dang. 
Yeah. Probably not. Where are you right. going to eat next, man? Oh, okay. All right. Hey, let me tell you something. You're going to town? I'm, okay, I'm, cool. I'm the best coattail rider in the history of sports talk radio. I'm going to ride your guys' uh, I mean, coattails. I'm going to ride Brady's. It'll take me. I'm just holding on. I'm Me too. I'm going to leverage I'm, Brady to the hey, hill. Listen. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You guys, Thank man. you for having a good, strong coattail yeah. for, for me and Jonas yeah. to hang on. I'm holding on to both of them. There you uh, go. LeVar and Brady. Uh, fo- a little Fox jo- Jonas, Jonas will ride anything. He's yeah. a clinger. A little yeah. fo- Fox Sports Arrington coming up on uh, FS1. We got uh, you know, a Fox Sports Ew. Radio every Friday. No touching I mean, it right uh, now. You know, Ew. Just, uh, just, just here, to, here, to ride, uh, <laughs> here to ride along. Ew. Um, all right. So uh, Russell Wilson and the Seattle yep, Seahawks yeah. are going to be uh, featured uh, tonight in a uh, double uh, double barrel uh, Tuesday night football action Why situation. Why are they considered to still be in the playoff hunt, though? Uh, I know they're not because they're not they're, mathematically. They're the 12th, yeah, but not mathematically. But geez, come on, like that, is that the most? Well, you got to like, sell the on. game. You know, you got to sell the game. And with Russ's ET finger, he can't be depended on to play Mr. a high level Mr. football. Mister Unlimited Thanks, finger, yeah, you got to be unlimited yeah. finger. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and so the His finger uh, is now unlimited. Now the L.A. Rams, who everybody all of a sudden because they beat the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football, it's like, man, the Rams have really found something. Like, dude, they they won one game. All right. Let's calm down. Uh, but the Rams are at home. Okay. Uh, they'll that's be, how you uh, want to play I'm just saying. Right. Like they're they're taking on the Seattle goes. Seahawks. And, uh, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to just go ahead and assume that the L.A. Rams have found something all of a sudden just because they beat the Arizona Cardinals, which look like a descending team. Uh, Let this, me ask Brady this. Okay. Here's what I want to know from Brady. Do the Rams need to win decisively over the Seahawks or do they just need to win? I just think they need to win. Like, I really don't buy too much into the whole, like, winning decisive. I think if you do, that's, you know, icing on the cake, if you will. But I just think they need to win. It's a divisional matchup. Like, those are not it's, – it's hard to blow out divisional opponents. So, I just think they need to win. And they stack in two in a row. They just continue that momentum. And I don't think tonight would be a cakewalk by any means. I mean, mm. I think Russ, Russ has started to adapt. His finger's feeling better. You saw that last week. And – I think it'll be a challenge. I mean, plus you got guys out with COVID on the Rams. Yeah. You know, they've been, they've been hit true. by it about as bad as any team. That is true. So that's that's more of the equalizer in, in this respect. And and no matter what Jonas says, like, if this team does win tonight and they start to get hot, they're that other dangerous team right now. You know, I think when you look at what they're capable Seattle? of. Seattle? No. no the oh, Rams. the Rams. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. I was about to say, dang. I mean, yeah. Seattle, I think, needs to win out and still needs help yeah. in order to be able to get in. Yeah, I don't see how that even works out. But uh, looking at the Rams, I, I do think that the COVID, the COVID guys being out is definitely going to play a major part in tonight. I don't, I don't, I don't know that they have the luxury of, of being able to get through this game tonight the way that they were able to get through it this past game that they played. So that'll be interesting to see how they handle the adversity of not having some of their best players out there to play. But with that being said, I I agree. I don't I don't think they have to have what would be considered a decisive victory. I think that it would go a long way in terms of if the Rams win, I don't know that too many people would say they didn't expect the Rams to win the game. So it almost it it almost turns into if you're looking at it where you want to get the style points publicly, then you probably want to put put a good you know a good showing together 
and win against Seattle. But with that being said, again, you're not at full strength, and a win is a win in those scenarios. And now would you consider decisive like if the Rams won by, I don't know, more than seven points, would that be considered uh, decisive enough for you? See, I don't even look at right. decisive by the amount of points you win by. I think it's the way you the way you execute in the game. Like, If you're looking at a game and it's like Seattle never really appeared to be in the game because of the way they executed their game plan as, as the Rams, you know, they controlled the ball or they controlled the time of possession or they, you know, they were forcing punts every single, you know, every single series or whatever it may be. There are ways to gauge a decisive victory without it being like a blowout loss. Do you think that uh, Russ's finger is healthy enough and the Rams with their COVID issues that between both teams they could score, I don't know, a little more than 45 and a half points? Do you think that that I don't, could be? I, uh, I, think, I think if there's going to be high scoring, it's going to be from the Rams. I, I'm just not convinced that it'll be from – from Seattle. All right. Rams in the under. I, 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 to I, 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 I do really appreciate that. He keeps trying to get Rams in the under from Lamar Arrington. That's my play. That's my play. Rams, like Rams in the under. under. Yeah. You think so? Huh? You don't think there's going to be uh, you don't think they're going to get after it on a Tuesday night? We're going to have some fireworks there at SoFi. Well, I mean, why don't you give us your thoughts, but doing it via Chris Collinsworth impression? I mean, I got to tell you, like, and, and just watching the way Russ throws the ball, it's like I, I keep I keep waiting for him to look over to Pete Carroll and say "ET phone home." I mean, uh, golly, the thing looks like it's going to fall off that mallet finger, Al. <laughs> We gotta protect these guys. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm just Kerry, gonna hear Kerry. You know, Russell Wilson <laughs> spelled backwards his new language. Hi, two on two out. Deuces wild. Seahawks Rams on a Tuesday night. Speaking of twos, uh, there's <laughs> a, a couple of twos just ran by the press box. I'll be getting a, a, a bud wiser with them after the game because I'm a bud man and a cup fan. Hi. <laughs> I don't know I why know. you associate the two. I, I, I don't know why. Because like, <laughs> they, they belong so together. It just, they, uh, they belong Chris together. Chris Collinsworth and Harry Carry belong they belong together. together. Yes, they so. do. I'm sorry. They that's, do. Uh, that's rough. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but now uh, with the other oh, game, uh, we got Washington and Philly. We talked about uh, no Minshew mania. Apparently Jalen Hurts is going to give it a go. Uh, Washington also is a team that finds themselves in, in a playoff hunt. They're going to try and, uh, you know, uh, get back in. Um, and Dallas has started to figure things out. But uh, but the Washington football team, we don't we don't see them. Brady's a, as a team that could uh, scare anybody in the postseason, a la giving a little bit of a scare to uh, Tampa Bay in the opening round last last year in the playoffs. Nothing yeah, Washington. I, I, I don't see it. I mean, I think I, at best they might they might be like a sniper where they take out a, a team here or there or keep it close. I, I just you know they're without their best player Chase Young. The defense can still be good at least up front. I, I just there, there's not much about this team that makes you say yeah they'll be able to get in there and, and go on a run. If I'm not mistaken though, their last four games. It's either Philly or Washington. The last four all divisional games. Is it Philly or is it Washington? Washington. Uh, yeah, Washington's got Philly tonight. Then they're at Dallas, Philly again, and then at the Giants. Yeah, I mean, so so it's. I mean, again, talking about scenarios that aren't necessarily even possible, like with the Seahawks. Like this one, technically, they they could find their way into this. 
you and know, as far as the NFC East. Philly's in the same spot. They've got the two against Washington, and then they've got the Giants next week, uh, or later on uh, next week, later on this week, uh, and then they were uh, going to be uh, against the Cowboys to finish up the season. So, I mean, good job by the NFL and, and you know, modifying these schedules and switching things up to where you got all these divisional matchups because you're going to keep teams alive uh, with, yeah. with make-or-break situations. Well, coming into the week, I think you had 28 of the 32 that were still alive for the playoffs. That's their intent by doing this. <laughs> But the reality is, you know, unless we're talking about <laughs> right. the divisional winner, the reality is, I mean, neither of these teams, even if they make the playoffs, are going to be able to do much with it. So. <laughs> it, is, it is actually a pretty elaborate magic trick that the NFL does to where they're like, you know, there's only been five teams mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and Christmas is right around the corner. And it's like, dude, there's four teams that can win a Super Bowl. All right, can we just stop here? There's four teams that are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. It's Tampa Bay, it's Green Bay, it's Kansas City, and either Indy or New England in my mind. That's it. Everybody else is on the outside, but at least you give them a little bit of false hope. That's the yeah. way I see it. That's the reality up. of the NFL. No one wants to say it because, again, it, it might pull away or draw from the ratings and people tuning in, but that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, you literally have a handful of teams that can actually win a Super Bowl. There's not going to be any surprises. Okay, do you think on one of those teams that aren't in the uh, the four teams that are uh, that are getting ready to uh, to potentially chase down a Super Bowl, like on one of these teams, these sniper teams, if you're a member of one of those teams, even though you're like, hey man, we got a chance. We got a chance. Let's just get into the playoffs, and we got a chance. You don't mean you mean to tell me there's not one conversation between a couple of the guys in the locker room going, dude, we got no chance. <laughs> We're not. I, Super I remember when I first got in the league, hearing someone say like, teams that feel like they don't have a shot at winning a Super Bowl, you'll hear some guys be like, yeah, it ain't worth it just to go in and get bounced out in the first round, because you're getting paid less money. Right? Like those playoff game checks aren't the same as your regular season game checks. And they feel like it's not worth the injury risk, all that stuff. Like I remember when I first got in the league, you'd hear guys say that. Now, granted, like I was on teams that were bad, so any chance you had to go into the playoffs was like a gift from God. But there are some players who would say stuff like that for teams that like had guys who had been to Super Bowls or had been on successful organizations, and they'd be like, yeah, man, it ain't, it ain't worth it to go in the first round and get bounced out. <laughs> like, it's not worth the paycheck. It's not worth the injury risk. I love I love the side of football. Nobody takes new account because if you're not if you're not in the locker room, you don't understand those conversations. It's great. But fans, fans show up in droves and they're like, oh, my God, these guys care as much as I do. It's like, well, you know, I mean, maybe not. Maybe it means more to you. Uh, all right, that's uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure you plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. All right, it's coming up next. Uh, There's a brand of football that one member of the show has now identified as better than any other brand of football. And the answer might surprise you. We'll tell you what that is next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up later on this hour, uh, we've got the news with Brady Quinn um, in which we uh, discuss some very bizarre things uh, during the holiday week. Uh, I can't imagine there'd be that many crazy stories during a holiday week. Feels like uh, things would be a little bit uh, more tame. There's there's a couple out there. There's a couple out there. Um, one in particular that it's not so much a... Uh, a holiday story, but it is something to celebrate. Yeah, um, around the holidays. Yeah, so, so. I guess uh, I guess there's that. Was it like eggnog or something like that? Somebody get uh, no. drunk on a bathe no. in eggnog or something. But by, by the way, the most overrated holiday drink. I agree. Is eggnog? I don't get it. I, I don't like. First of all, what do you drink it with? Rum? Like, is it? Does it have to be rum? Can you drink it with anything else? Can you use beer in eggnog? I, well, I well, I'm sure people have tried, or they can if they want to. Um, I, I just I don't really get. Is it really a holiday drink if you can have multiple mixers in it? Well, here's like, a yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like that that yeah. Now that I think about it, it doesn't really make sense. I, but here's why I think it became popular. Remember the scene in um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation where they're course. drinking out of the moose mugs uh, yeah. and they're drinking. I think people looked at that and said, "Oh, that's a holiday party." And it's like, well, no, it's not. A, he's wearing a turtleneck, uh, and B, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't uh, a turtleneck. He was wearing a dicky. There's a big difference. Uh, come again? No, no, no. That that that's it was a dicky. You know what that is, right? I don't know what that is. Okay, it's it's where it looks like it's a turtleneck, but it, and it's under a sweater, but it's actually like all in one. And so if that's the that's the best part about the scene is you can actually see where it's cut, where it, it's not a full turtleneck like he's got two layers on. It's just one shirt. What the hell? But it's, it's, it's considered a dicky. That's what it's called. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I'm that's just a real honest. thing. Is yeah. that a real thing or is this like some elaborate crank joke you're trying I to make? I swear on the to air? you, that's what it's called. Okay. All right. Bye. I had no idea. Uh, can we uh, can we uh, confirm that lead to lap? Can you? All right. So let's go live to our. I have more information on the dicky knowledge just dropped by Brady Quinn here on the show. Insider lead to lap for the latest. No, we're, we're all learning and uh, yeah, looking it up. It, he's right. It's it's a bizarre invention that I did not know really existed, but I do remember <laughs> I it from either. the movie. I didn't it's, either. It, it's kind of like Granimals, which made, I think, a lot of sense. And honestly, people could probably still use to this day where you'd like match up the animal so you knew what matched, right? Like you'd have like a tiger <laughs> shirt with a tiger <laughs> pair of pants. It's like how you idea. teach kids how to match their clothes. Oh, my it, God. It, it was, it's almost like that kind of concept, but instead it's like, hey – just so you make sure this turtleneck and sweater go together, we're going to make it all in one for you. So I am hoping I can search and find somewhere on the internet some dickies to provide you and LeVar and the rest of our crew. I just need sizes. That's all oh, I need. I'll find the dickies, all right? You guys just have to wear okay, them. See, but dickies are like a, a, a clothing company. Like, dickies are like old school That's clothing a brand. company back in That's the day. That's a brand. Yeah, right. Lee's wearing dickies right now, too. Like, uh, like, like dickies are uh, are the go-to for uh, for a lot of people. That was like, uh, you know, a lot of uh, skaters back in the day. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, they're very baggy, you know, uh, construction. Uh, you know, I don't know why Lee's wearing one. He doesn't do construction. It's very weird. My girlfriend hates well, it. I just uh, pick something out of the pile. Yeah. So, uh, so, so there's that. Uh, cleanliness is key here on the show, as you can tell. Uh, everybody is very concerned about cleanliness. Uh, but uh, Brady Quinn, uh, I do. And by the way, I would like to mention this National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. That movie stinks. Uh, I, I, wow. I Listen, I had a chance. Wow. Look, I'm telling you, I man. Mean, you, you, that movie can't stink when you have one of the greatest characters 
in, in cinematic history. Which is who? The dog? Uncle Eddie. Oh. No, Uncle Eddie. Yeah, okay. Uncle Eddie is one of the great... Because everyone's got an uncle that's similar to that. Yeah, he is. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but the problem with that right, movie, it doesn't age well. It just doesn't. I what watched, do you mean? Okay, because I went through Beverly a phase... Beverly D'Angelo always ages I, well. That, no, that, that's a fair point as well, too. So I will give you credit for that. But I, I, there, I went through a phase where I thought a Christmas story... Just for some reason, it just made me depressed. I was like, "This was depressing." It's yeah, Christmas slow. Vacation and Christmas Story are two different. Yeah, things. I understand. But what I'm trying to say is, so I always felt like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was better, and then I watched both of them last year, and I realized this movie stinks. Christmas Story is way better than National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And in That's fact, I don't even think take. it's close. That's I, such a bad I, take. I disagree. I don't think it's a bad take. I think if you put it to a poll, uh, most people would say Christmas Story is better than Christmas Vacation. If you put it to a poll. Why don't you put that out on the internet or Twitter and see how that goes? One of the low-key great scenes in that too, outside of Uncle Eddie, who's emptying his, um, his RV <laughs> And emptying the toilet from his yes. RV into the yeah. sewer is when the sheet of ice slams through the neighbor's, I, I don't know, it's their bedroom or <laughs> yes. living room and ruins their tree. Yes. And, and, and what is it? He goes, I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Come on, Todd. Yeah, no, listen, now, there, there's a couple of good scenes in it. Um, you know, I just, uh, I feel like if you watch that back, you're going to go, this is kind of corny. You know, kind of a cheese ball movie, you know. I that. mean, all of them were corny, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it was hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Just Christmas. I mean, that's story. like Chevy Chase's best work. Yeah, Christmas Story. Uh, you know, it just gives the uh, the God. feels. You know, there's something about Christmas Story. I just think uh, we watch it, rewatch it again. I think you're gonna. What have do a you mean? Opinion. Look, well, look, look. When Chevy Chase is sitting in his kitchen late at night. And he's looking out back, imagining. Remember that pool? He's supposed to get the Christmas yes. bonus. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't get the. Which, by the way, also a great scene when he's thanking all the top executives as they walk by. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Kiss my ass. Yeah. Yes. Kiss, <laughs> kiss his, his ass. ass. Yeah. Yeah. There's good scenes. Just but, overall. But I'm just saying. He's looking out the window. He's envisioning the pool. Maybe something else that came with the pool. And then his nephew walks out and he starts talking to him about Christmas because, you know, they haven't really gotten much. You know, they don't think they're going to get much. It was one of those heartfelt scenes where you think to yourself, you know what? It's the holiday season. I just need to be nice to people because I don't know what else they're dealing with or what else is going on in their life. Yeah. That scene was one of those heartfelt Christmas scenes totally. that hopefully hopefully brings a little joy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just envisioning uh, certain items at the pool. Uh, yeah, totally. I, I, I hear you, man. Uh, that may or may not have been, uh, you know, trying to sell him um, lingerie at the mall earlier. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, and, by, and by the way, so you... So you so what do you say? High-ribbed? Yeah. What do you think, Rusty? That's so, right, Dad. <laughs> so you think... You, you believe National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is better than Christmas Story? Yes. All right. So, I, I, would wa- I would watch this time of year, Christmas Vacation... Every single time it comes on TV. Okay. Um, so what, what Brady Quinn just did here on the air, just so we're clear, is he just spit in the face of Ohio. Because Christmas Story was filmed in Ohio. The house is still up in Ohio. And Brady yeah. Quinn just grabbed his crotch and spit in the face of the entire state of Ohio wow. here, live on the air. Wow. That's what you just did. Wow. wow. Bro. You proud of yourself? Wow. You proud of yourself? I, I, I mean, just because it was based in Ohio? Yeah. That's where it kind of ends. Yeah, see, that's a problem, man. Like, you, you, you don't have the loyalty like I do, you know, Herdo, 
Jake. You have the loyalty we do to Ohio, man. Yeah, I see what you're trying yeah, you're to not do. like us. Wow. How about that? Put put that on your uh, your call chain, pal. Uh, all right, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio, uh, and our Dicky Insider uh, Brady Quinn. Uh, coming up next, uh, we are going to have a discussion about uh, one of the great great revelations that somebody had on this show when it came to football. Uh, we will get to that next here on FSR for all the latest stuff from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, say hello to my guy Eddie Garcia. Yeah, they do call me cousin Eddie at the family Christmas get together. Damn anyway. right. So yeah. do they really? They yeah, do. Do you, t- they do. do you take that as a term of endearment? I do actually. I do. Yeah. yeah. Even though you know I'm not hey, nothing Eddie. like that character, but you know Eddie, a better movie, Christmas Vacation or Christmas Story? Oh boy, that's tough. I have to pick one, huh? Yeah. Come on, Eddie. Ten, you know, ten years we've been together, Eddie. <laughs> Why would you bring that up? Yeah. Over a decade. Uh, I'm going to have to go Christmas vacation. Mm. Yeah. People like to laugh around the holidays. Yeah. Sorry, Jonas. Oh, there's not comedy scenes in uh, in A Christmas Story? There are. There are. There I are. like Christmas Story. Where they put the duck on the table at the end at the Chinese yeah. restaurant. I mean, oh, that sounds I, racist I, to me. I, How's that racist? They're in a Chinese restaurant with a duck on the table. Oh, God. Racist. I still say, oh, fudge, but but I didn't say fudge. Yeah. So that's pretty yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. They're both good. Can, so, we, can we just have a, you know, peace on before Christmas here? I agree. Good All right. point. All right. Uh, let's uh, also update you on Monday Night Football, where we had two games. We'll start with the late game that was in Chicago. Vikings over the Bears, 17-9. Kirk Cousins just 87 yards passing, but he did have a couple of touchdowns for Minnesota for Chicago. Quarterback Justin Fields, 285 yards passing. He had a touchdown on the final play of the game to make the score a little bit more respectable. Minnesota 7-7 as they move into the final wildcard spot in the NFC at the number 7 seed. Right now, bumping New Orleans out of a playoff spot for Chicago. They dropped to 4-10 and and officially are eliminated from the playoffs and for the Vikings I'll be watching that uh, Tuesday night game tonight between the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles Washington wins that they will bump Minnesota out of that seventh seed in the NFC playoffs Uh, the Raiders beat the Browns in Cleveland in the earlier game 16-14 Daniel Carlson 48-yard field goal as time expires to win it for Las Vegas one of three field goals in the game for him Cleveland had to go with Third-string quarterback Nick Mullins, he did have a fourth-quarter touchdown pass to give Cleveland the lead, but then Derek Carr led an eight-play 41-yard drive with a minute 50 to go to get the Raiders that game-winning kick. Both teams are 7-7 seven and seven and both still in the mix for a wild-card spot in the AFC. We talked about the Tuesday night games coming up tonight. we got the Rams hosting the Seahawks and the Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles, both kickoff at 7 Eastern time. NFL news, the MRI on the knee of Buccaneer star wide receiver Chris Godwin revealed he has a torn ACL. He will miss the rest of the season. College football, we had the Myrtle Beach Bowl uh, on Monday. Tulsa beating Old Dominion 30-17. to In the NBA, Warriors over the Kings 113-98. to Golden State 25-6. and Their percentage points behind Phoenix with the best record in the league. And in college basketball, easy wins for number one Baylor, number three Purdue, and number four Gonzaga. Now back to Brady Quinn. LeVar Arrington's doing TV somewhere, and Jonas Knox in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, thank you, Eddie. It's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to have the news with Brady Quinn coming up uh, in about uh, 15 minutes from now here on FSR. Just always a professional, uh, just professionally done segment here by the uh, great Brady Quinn, the uh, face of Big Noon Kickoff. You see him, you hear him. Uh, just a great all-around person and individual, always supportive of the people he works with and their topic ideas that they send over and put a lot of work into and a lot of time and effort into. Uh, the night before the show. That guy, Brady Quinn. That guy. 
lot of a support all the way through. Uh, now, are you going to be? Uh, you got a lot going on because you've got doubleheader action in the NFL uh, with two games going on simultaneously. Rather, you've also got uh, a couple of bowl games that are taking place. Uh, a tropical smoothie bowl, uh, apparently, uh, whatever the hell that is. Uh, are you going to be okay? Uh, kind of navigating the waters of uh, you know this much football on a Tuesday. You going to be okay? I with love that? it, man. I, I told you, I've been pounding the pavement for football every day throughout the football season. I just, uh, I mean, let's. Even with college football, let's just stop because we act like the academic calendar. All right. It's like, oh, it's such a big deal for college football athletes. Okay. What about every other sport? What about basketball and baseball or or track and field? All these other sports that like hockey, they'll compete throughout the course of the week and they'll have to miss class and they have to make it up if they can figure it out. I think football can figure it out. So I just I, I never understand the excuses that we make for scheduling and trying to get more football in primetime, NFL or college for that matter. I think we should have double Monday night football games all year. Like I, I just I, I think it's a golden opportunity. I I, I I love it. I love I loved when they would do it for the longest time. They would do double Monday night football games to open up the season and then to get it back last night, it just realized this is awesome, man. And and you getting a taste, how did it feel to be able to watch a Monday night game at 5 o'clock Eastern time? How did that feel? I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I, I got a little taste of the West Coast, how people on the West Coast get to enjoy their Monday night football. It was awesome. I wish they'd do it every single week. I, I know they won't because obviously it's 2 p.m. Pacific time on the West Coast and people are still at work and all that, but... It would be nice. It would be nice to have some sort of double header, at least where you get both games, um, one almost in a primetime window, the other one, you know, heading into primetime windows across the country. I just I think it's good for football. You could make the case that it's good for some of the smaller market brands. They don't play a lot of nationally televised or primetime games. It's good for gambling. You're going to see more action on games in general if they're in standalone times. And it's good for fantasy. I mean, you can't tell me, too, that you're not going to see more attention to, towards games, too, instead of on Sunday sitting there and having to track kind of everything that's going on and having a hard time being able to watch and digest all of it. I just think that the NFL should look at going into more days of the week. It'd be better for player safety. You could space out teams so they're not you know, having four days between games, a Sunday to a Thursday. You know, you'd be able to make it five or six days in between. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot to people out there, 24 to 48 hours sometimes can be the difference between a guy playing and not playing. It's literally like that when teams have short weeks. So it makes all the sense in the world to me, but no, it was, it was fun enjoying what the West Coast gets to enjoy uh, pretty much every every Monday night. Well, and your point on the player safety, some people would just think of that on the surface and go, oh, well, that's that's insane. I mean, they're already complaining about Thursday games. If you just short, no, no, no. It would just take a little bit more navigating of the waters for the schedule makers. All right. So like you would you would base a lot of this stuff around bye weeks. You would base it exactly. around travel schedules. It, it's a doable thing. And I, I would actually go this far. If you gave me one or the other, if I had a choice, Thursday night football or get rid of Thursday night football, but you would have two Monday night games, I'd rather have the two Monday night games. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all in it for what we have tonight. Now, I don't like the fact that you've got two 7 p.m.s and it's going to be regional. You know, I wish they could stagger them like we did, but behind the scenes look of that is, you know, Fox is broadcasting both. Yeah. And so they obviously have to work with the local affiliates 
that still have programming going on. So, you know, they've already probably had to jump through some hoops to make this happen in general. But that's why you're not going to get like an earlier game and a late game because the broadcast network wouldn't be able to, you know, wholesale change all those Fox affiliates throughout the course of the country in different time zones to be able to make it work for a doubleheader in, in two different time slots. That's the difficulty of this. But I, I wish they could figure out a way of doing it because I also think for the NFL's perspective, that'd be another way of squeezing out extra money from 100%. these TV deals. Hundred, there's so many things. There's so many factors involved, and and if people are like, oh, well, the NFL's being greedy, man, they're greedy because there's a buyer. Like, like they understand that people are willing to pay this money, and if you can get more games, like if you you could you could do this, you could have a game on Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, and you could figure out another day in there. You could do a Saturday game every week. You, like, well, especially when college football ends, you could do it. Yes, and and look, they've already been doing Saturday games, and so I just I feel like I was actually surprised they didn't do more of that this year. But I wonder if they looked at it and said, "This is going to be the fail safe. If if something happens, at least we know we can move these games to a Tuesday or a Monday if need be." They played a Wednesday game last year. I think it was Steelers Washington was a Wednesday game last year. I think last year, maybe not permanently, but I think if anything happens, I don't think the NFL is going to be gun shy at all about moving games to a Tuesday at all. I, I think they would figure out a way to make it work. I absolutely do. Now you've got to uh, now if you've got to make the pick here, and uh, you've got two games going on at once, and you got Seahawks, Rams, Washington, Philly. Uh, Seahawks, Rams gets first preference, right? First, oh, of uh, course. First I mean, well, in part because you've got a, more of a legitimate playoff yeah. team in the Rams, and I, I think it, you know, it tends to have more uh, star power, at least at the quarterback position. Yeah, right now, with Stafford and Russell. Now, yeah, if uh, Minshew mania was going on, that's a different yeah. story. <laughs> okay, I yeah. want to make sure for we're... for many of the reasons that you mentioned in the first hour, the mustache <laughs> rides they're back. Uh, yeah. Minshew mania, that was mustache me that mania. That. Yeah, it's back. Damn yeah. right. Yeah, that was yeah. me that mentioned that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. put a Kudos to you for yeah. remembering that back from his time uh, up in Pullman, Washington, for yeah. Washington State. Yeah, yeah. put a uh, put a quarter in and uh, just watch it go. Uh, yep. All right, very good. Uh, all right, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Unbelievable uh, broadcast professional through and through Brady Quinn. Uh, coming up next, we are going to have the news with Brady Quinn. Uh, some stories from around the world and beyond that we must get to, and they are yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. We are going to be back on the air tomorrow. Same time, same place, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. If you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. All sorts of uh, interesting conversations uh, that were had uh, throughout the course of this three-hour extravaganza. But right now, it is time to conclude the show like we do every single day with something called this. (laughs) 
Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right, Brady Quinn, uh, the face of Big Noon kickoff. What do you got for us today? Let's start off by uh, acknowledging a couple of things that we talked about earlier in today's show. It was brought to our attention by Lee DeLapp, our producer, that indeed the Christmas story, well, the house is in Cleveland, but the set was actually in Indiana. No. So I'm not necessarily sure that counts as an Ohio movie. Boy, great, great source, Lee DeLapp. Yeah, uh, you're going you're gonna to trust yeah. Lee DeLapp with that sort of information? Yeah, he, he also tries yeah. to. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Jonas, can you try it? It's like it's like stuttering into it. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's what I got. That's my style. Do it again. One more time. One more time. Do it like do it from Harry Carey. Do have Harry Carey do it. Can, can, can you tape him doing it next time just so I can see his face? Yeah, do it, Lamar. Tape me doing it. No, no don't do it. Let's do All the right, Collins word. What's the Collins word? I did the lap. All right, the it's Harry Carey. better. The Harry it's actually Karen. better everyone else. To the lap. It's so much better. Everyone else but his actual voice. Lamar, my mouth's up here. <laughs> oh, man. Ah. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Jonas? What about me, Pac-Man? <laughs> Do the uh, lap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else All right. So here's, here's, here's the actual story. So uh, at halftime of the Miami Dolphins New York Jets game, they did a scoreboard proposal there at Hard Rock. However, when they cut away from the graphic to where the couple was supposed to be sitting, the guy wasn't there. Oh, oh no. Just the girl sitting there, hand over her mouth. The speculation is that he was either stuck in the bathroom line or the concession line. Now, the gentleman was able to make it back. They were able to document this. However... That's got to be pretty awkward, right? Yeah, I don't know who's yeah. at fault there, but that's that's just a miss. Yeah, that's a bummer. <sighs> I mean, you know, but uh, the things you do. Uh, to they go got get, it right, though. To go get a beer. As long as they got it right, that's all that matters. I, don't I was going to say, though, is that, like, not the way to go about proposing? Is that is that a little overdone? I mean, what if she declines? See, I would be nervous that there would be a decline. Like, as confident as you are when you make that pop that question, I still might be like, uh, there's that percentage of where she could be like i'm just not ready see i also think that that kind of sours everything for her because you know it's like the guy who uh you know who finished 18th that was crowned tour de france winner because the first 17 guys are on the gas it's like that's nice and all but i want the pageantry all right i want i want all the pomp and circumstance she wants to be proposed to on the big screen like that and that guy's taking a crap somewhere i mean come on man like it ruins the whole moment your wife proposed to you didn't she no yeah, she did. Come on, please. She Why got would... on her knee, and you were like, "Oh my gosh!" No, I mean, I'm so excited. Why would she? Uh, no, nobody. Of course, uh, I will marry. Why you. would she? Nobody knows who I am, right? You and the uh, oh, FS1 crew that, having that a conversation over there. I tried to introduce. I said I tried to tell everybody. Jonas said hello. <laughs> they had no idea. Who I was. They didn't take that well. Yeah, Chris, Chris Broussard knew who you were. Yeah, <laughs> he said to else. tell you hello. Yeah, I like Chris. But they all That's knew nice. Brady, and they said to tell Brady hello. Of course. Oh, hey, what's hey, up, guys? Yeah, just a cup of Joe. Old, old, old coattails, Knox. You do that. You do that, Carrie. 
impersonation. No, keep, never again. Keep going with you, that you one. Lost we're, those privileges. we're on the way. We're yeah, on. Gone. We're on our way up. Gone. Harry Carey impersonation. <laughs> gone. Lavar uh, lost those privileges. You cannot do that. Yeah. You done. cannot do that to me, yeah, man. That done. is my weekly laugh. Le- All right. Come on. Come on, Brady. Yes. Come on. What do we got? Okay. What do we got? All right. Uh, there's something called Dog TV now. Yeah, it, it actually launched uh, last month. It, it's supposed to help with stress and behavioral problems for dogs. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, the stimulation and all that, it, it helps with their moods and their responses, keeps them more relaxed. We have now gotten to a point in our society where we created a, a dog channel. For a mental channel health. purely for dogs. Yeah, for mental health for dogs. <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever Mental health for your dog. And you know what's funny right now? Somebody is cursing me all the way out like, yes, yes, dogs deserve yeah. mental health. Here's an idea. They deserve this channel. Here's an idea. Go buy a can of tennis balls and go to the park. All right, you want you want to give a do- like fix some mental health on a dog? Throw a <laughs> Let that dog around. throw you tennis balls. Seriously, like, like, throw it around. Like, what are we talking about here? You, you need a television. I think you were gonna say. I thought this was like Dog the Bounty Hunters channel. So no. now, so now our kids then got lazy. The next thing you know, they'll start dogs. They'll start creating That's video games for for dogs. So, right? so dogs are suffering because humans have gotten lazier and they don't want to take them to the park. So That's we're going. Get, so we're going to get lazy that's right with them. That's embarrassing. All right. That's embarrassing. That's interesting. No, I, I, think, I think what's crazy about it is I've seen so many videos of dogs attacking TVs when other dogs are on. <laughs> like this is, I mean, it's going to ruin a ton of people's living rooms or TVs. I, I don't know how this is going to stimulate or relax them in By any way. By the way, anyway. I see, Speaking of, I, 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 I think wonder, dogs see black and white, right? I, yeah, they do. I wonder if they will have Cinemax, Skinemax for dogs, like <laughs> yeah. the Skinemax hour it, it on the no dog channel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really no <laughs> you gonna no be dogs. here? Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work for dogs, though. You know why? Why is Roscoe hey, down there howling? Hey, that wouldn't. That wouldn't. That wouldn't work for dogs, though. You know why? Why? They don't have any thumbs. You know what? All just right. saying. Uh, you just ruined the entire just, three no, hours saying, in one what? second. I'm just saying. What's the point? In, in one second. I'm just saying. You, what's the point? That's I'm ready the difference to go. Between them, them I, I, and humans. I'm ready to go. Just saying, man. Uh, uh, dog I, TV. Stop uh, being lazy. Take your dogs no, out. No, Dog TV Skinamax version. Now, that's, <laughs> that's just again. Right. That right. is it. last one. Come on, last let's do it. one Come really on. quick. Yep. A single 66 year old man takes a bold approach. He buys a billboard. And he puts his, you know, kind of his name, superlative, and his number on the billboard. Yeah. Would you go that far to find a good woman? That, that's how they recruited Notre Dame. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they did. Did they not have on. billboards? Yes. Come on. Call me. Yes. Call me today. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.